Yo, what's good? It's your boy Mikey, man. You're listening to New England Patriot Rundown. I'm your host, Mikey Rebello. How you doing? Also, check out my other podcast, Can We Keep It Real? Always keeping it real, always keeping it authentic, and always keeping it a hundred. Gonna bring you the Patriot news this season with new episodes. What's going on behind the scenes? You want to talk some shit? Hit me up. Can we keep it real? 40 at gmail.com. Hey, thanks for sticking around. We back with another NFL news cycle, man. But it looks like your boy James Harrison, when asked who he preferred for head coaching style, he said he prefers Belichick, disciplinary coaching style, over Mike Tomlin's laid-back coaching style. Harrison was a Pittsburgh Steeler. He's the all-time sack leader who played much of his career for Mike Tomlin over in Pittsburgh before joining the great New England Patriots for the end of the past season. Belichick is the much better coach than Tomlin, and Harrison had a chance to end his season, potentially winning a Super Bowl, before he retired in this offseason. Harrison said, by far, is Belichick a way better coach? Mike Tomlin is a good head coach, Harrison went on to say, but he's more of a player's coach like a Pete Carroll. Harrison thinks Mike Tomlin will be a much better coach if he adopted the Bill Belichick discipline style. The big thing with Belichick is he's very regimented. He's disciplined. Everyone is going to be on the same page with this guy. He's not going to allow anyone to do anything on their own. It's a team game. Mike Tomlin's a little different. He'll allow you to do your own thing. But over in New England, it's a whole different coaching staff. Belichick put together a disciplined regiment coaching staff. Harrison didn't leave Pittsburgh on ideal terms. He was released by the Steelers in late December in part because he he forced his way out by leaving games early and sleeping through or missing meetings. Pretty much put on as an informal boycott for him not getting any type of playing sign. When they cut him, he cleared waivers and the Patriots quickly picked him up. Belichick is known for doing that. He'll let players clear waivers and then he'll scoop them up in no time. But Tomlin is much to blame because he's the one that actually made the decision to cut Harrison. When Harrison signed his two-year deal with the Steelers, he really was believed that he was going to get more playing time. He ended up playing his first 14 of his 15 seasons in Pittsburgh, but he finished his career a Belichick in New England Patriots playing linebacker for the AFC champions. Belichick's structure and intense meeting schedule really helped Harrison pick up the defense quickly and even had Tom Brady running down the hallway so the quarterback wouldn't be late, Harrison said. Like when Tom Brady has to run down the hallway to a team meeting because you know there'll be hell to pay, you know it's a disciplinary team. Asked what Harrison can do to upgrade his player discipline, Harrison went on to say, just being more consistent across the board with everything. From your stars to your special team players, you need to treat everybody the same. You need to have discipline. He added that it's easier for a coach to hold everyone accountable so it don't look like you're playing favorites. 
And in this offseason, Harrison announced his retirement. He retired, a New England Patriot. But what do you think, man? Harrison came right over to New England. He had a couple good sacks in the Buffalo game. He played very, very well. He complimented other players around him. I think Harrison was a real good fit for this team. I wish we got him a little bit earlier in the season. But it was great to have a player like Harrison, 39 years old, still doing his thing, man. It's your boy Mikey, yo. We'll be right back. Before I go, don't forget to check out both channels. Can We Keep It Real? And New England Patriot Rundown. As the Patriot season progresses, we're going to have a lot more on New England Patriot Rundown. We just got the channel up and running, so we're really working on fine-tuning a lot of things. But it's really tough being the host of two shows. That's a lot of content that I got to get a lot of, a lot of researching. Like This is a lot, a lot of work. But we'll be right back. It's your boy. But coming up, will Danny Shelton, will he upgrade the Patriots' strength of their defensive line? And what's Danny Amendola up to? It's your boy. We'll be right back. Yo, you're back for another segment. Can we keep it real? How you doing? In New England Patriot Rundown. Welcome back. I'm your host, Mikey Rebello. We're looking into New England Patriots' Training camp opens tomorrow, and people are still asking Butler about Malcolm Butler. Even though the game was all the way back in February, and Malcolm Butler is no longer with the team anymore, one of the biggest topics surrounding the Patriots is still Bill Belichick's decision not to play the star cornerback in the Super Bowl against the Philadelphia Eagles. As Belichick's first media availability of training camp, the head coach was asked by Dan Shaughnessy of the Boston Globe on the matter, and the coach still refused to give any more details. A typical Bill Belichick said, Last year is last year. I'm not focused on the past. We talked about that. That was many, many months ago, Belichick said. Shaughnessy then went on to ask if he cares that fans want to know more about what happened. Belichick said, I'm focused on doing what's best that I can do for this season. Belichick continued to say that that is his job and that's what he's going to do. This is pretty much what he's always done in the past. Every day I have coached here. I have done the best that I can do for the football team and I will continue to do that. Belichick continued to say, right now my focus is on 2018 season. Not 2017, not 2014, not 2007, and not 2004. I am not focused on any of those seasons. They are done. There's nothing I could do to change anything that has happened. Finally, Belichick was asked if he feels he owes the team an explanation for his decision. And he said, it's important for me to have a good season in 2018, and I am going to do the best that I can do to get that done. I am going to do the best that I can do for my football team. That is my job. That's my responsibility. That is what I am going to try to do. Hopefully the media can respect that, but maybe not. So we'll have to wait to see after Belichick retires and maybe he finally sits down and does a book or a tell-all segment. But other than that, Belichick is CIA. Keep it shut. Don't 
Loose lips sink ships, man. Hey, it's your boy Mikey, and we back with more Jimmy G talk, Belichick, and the Patriots. You know, things really never opened up about going against and playing under Tom Brady during his time in New England, pretty much because of the nature of the New England Patriots. You don't speak on what you're not supposed to speak about. But now that he's on the West Coast and with the 49ers, his tongue is blaring in an extensive feature. Garoppolo ended up touching on a number of issues, including going up against Brady on day-to-day basics. The Eastern Illinois product admitted he had the mindset that he was actually better than Tom Brady. Yeah, right. I have always had the mindset, said Garoppolo. He knew that Brady was better than him in his first day in the NFL. But naturally, you're a rookie and he's the veteran. So you're going to feel that way. But you really have to have that mindset that you want to be the starter. He continued to say even when he was a little kid playing with his brothers, whenever he would play, I would literally always think I was going to win. I wouldn't. But I would always think I was going to win. And that's pretty much what it was like in New England when Garoppolo first got there. He said he thought in his head, I'm better than this guy. Does Garoppolo really think he's better than Tom Brady? When Garoppolo was asked if he thought he was better than Tom Brady, he pretty much went on to say that he's not stupid. He knows he has to pick his battles. But he had a belief in himself that he could do certain things. And it always worked out pretty good. It will always be inside me, Garoppolo said. That drive that comes from my dad telling me that someone is always working harder. That I'm always in the last place and I need to catch up to someone else all the time. The former New England Patriot quarterback has detailed how competitive he and Tom Brady was. The two would play the bucket game after practices where they would throw the ball into the buckets in the corner of the end zone from certain distances. There would be days where one of us would win and you wouldn't talk to the other for a little while because you were pretty pissed. We'd be fine the next day though, but it was one of the biggest things for me. We would push each other and we got two Super Bowls out of it. Garoppolo said that there was always competitive between him and Tom Brady. And if he's playing his best friend in a one-on-one basketball game, if we are both into it, by the end, we're really going to hate each other. But that's how sports is. All the good competitors have that in them. But they got along. Gravel said there was always times when we wanted to kill each other. It was a health competitive relationship, a healthy relationship. But it was apparent now why Brady could have been threatened by Jimmy G. As not only could he do special things on the field, but he had the right mindset to match it. But as training camp opens across the NFL, it really seems this has been the week of Jimmy Garoppolo. Even on Monday, the Bleacher Report published an extensive feature on the 49ers quarterback. And on Tuesday, Sports Illustrated did the same. In the SI piece, it was said that Belichick texts his former quarterback after every 49ers win last season. Today at a press conference, Belichick was asked if the prediction 
was predictable fashion and he didn't really address it. Belichick said, those are things that happened months ago and honestly, I ain't too focused on last year. Trying to get our team ready for training camp is what I'm focused on. That's where I'm at. I ain't going to engage stuff that happened eight months ago. We could talk about a million things that happened 20 years ago, but it ain't going to matter. New England Patriots traded Garoppolo at the deadline last season to the 49ers in exchange for a second round pick. Well, thanks for listening to New England Patriot Rundown. And can we keep it real? I'm your host, and I'm out. What's good? What's good morning? How we doing? It looks like the sale of Panthers franchise is going to be... It was finalized, the sale of David Tepper, the sale of the Panthers to hedge fund billionaire David Pepper for an NFL record. $2.275 billion is a now official. Tepper purchased the team from Panthers founder Jerry Richardson, who was fined $2.75 million by the NFL for sexual and racial misconduct June 28th. Tepper said he was thrilled to be part of a new era of the Panthers football, and he's humbled by the excitement and support for the team. He said on behalf of the fans, he wants to thank Jerry Richardson for bringing the team to Carolina and trusting with the team. Winning is the most important thing, both on the field and in the community, and he said he is committed to winning a Super Bowl championship together. He said he looks forward to being part of the Panthers family and supporting this flourishing region. Richardson also issued a statement saying him and his wife are grateful to the Carolina community for the love and support that you have shown your local Panthers. For your football and devotion to the team that has been a source of strength for us and everyone who calls Carolina home. He also went on to thank the players, saying he has the highest respect for the men who wear the Panther jersey. Finally, Richardson wished Tepper all the best, adding that the team is in very good hands. Tepper now officially takes over day-to-day operations of the Carolina Panthers. Since being unanimously approved by the NFL's owner meetings in, in May in Atlanta, Tepper has met with team captains and other veterans as well as Bank of America stadium employees on the business side as well. He also completed the paperwork, which included removing himself from his 5% ownership in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tepper has been limited in what he could say about the sale, which does shatter the previous record of the Buffalo Bills, which was bought for $1.4 billion in 2014. But judging by Tepper's business moves in the past, he won't be afraid to make changes. Pittsburgh Steelers owner Art Rudy said that Tepper will be a great owner. He said he's excited for him to be a part of the league and he has a great passion for the game of football. Tepper comes from Pittsburgh Asked if he decided to purchase the Panthers, Tepper reminded he's been hanging around the league for nine years, hoping an opportunity would come together, being part of the Steelers organization. Tepper said the opportunity came up, and it was a fantastic place with a fantastic football team. People make fun of me for saying, but he's very comfortable in Carolina. 
He said he does a lot of charity work around the country, so it's a great platform. Tepper also went on to say all along that the team will remain in Charlotte and there are no plans to build a new stadium outside of the city. And the team's name, is it going to change? Well, no, it's going to stay the Carolina Panthers. He, Tepper said Charlotte is a logistical place for a stadium. As far as a new stadium, you're asking him way too much at this point. But he said he has a market right now for a lack of knowledge into sports. Now the question is how Tepper will change the culture that led to the investigation into Richardson, who purchased the team for $140 million in 1993. The new owner was briefed separately by an independent investigator, Mary Jo White, prior to Richardson's fine being announced. Tepper said he had a business for 25 years, and he's a person that believes in equality for everybody, including men and women. Tepper's ownership was introduced by Commissioner Roger Goodell at the spring meeting in May. Anything that comes out of the NFL investigation into the Richardson is in the past. The past is the past. The future would be the future, Roger Goodell said. As for anything on the field, Tepper said there are no plans to make changes to a team that has made the playoffs in four of the past five seasons, including a Super Bowl in 2015 under Coach Don Riviera. There's a great team down there right now. Sometimes it's better to do nothing than something. The first thing I care about is winning. Tepper is the founder of Global Hedge Fund, Appaloosa Management, and he has a net worth of $11 billion, according to Forbes magazine. His ability to write a check for the purchase put him ahead of other candidates in the process that began in February. That the league, according to the source, encouraged Richardson to complete the sale in time for a vote at the spring meetings also worked in Tepper's favor. For Tepper, it was like every other owner. It was a dream. For someone who couldn't afford to go to an NFL game as a kid. So the Carolina Panthers have a new owner. We'll see how that works out. Yo, this episode of New England Patriot Rundown is brought to you by Can We Keep It Real Podcast. Hosted by Mikey Ribello. You can check it out on Apple and iTunes. Google Podcast app. And other apps like Breaker. Castbox, Radio Public, Spotify, and more. Can we keep it real?